0: Hey guys, we got a very uh, special episode today um, with a guest, uh, Larry Hankin.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting episode, but it's going to be a little bit different than what you might expect. Uh, We don't do any of the improv, we take that out of there. Yeah,
0: we said, nobody's listening to that part anyway. Yeah, we
1: get a little bit of the spooky stuff towards the end, but we get an in-depth interview with uh, Larry Hankin. He's telling us all kinds of crazy stories. It's absolutely gonzo, and it's something you're gonna want to listen to. Yeah, the
0: big thing we just wanted to let you know that the sound quality may be a little bit different because uh, this was a phone interview that we did with Larry, so he wasn't here in studio with us. You know where where he got to share stories and we got to share um, cookies and. And high fives with him.
1: But when a legend calls, you answer it, You damn pick it.
0: up that phone, and you hit record, and we send it out to you, the people.
1: El Camino, watch it now. Yeah. Listen to this interview.
0: Pause this episode. Watch it now. But listen to the interview. Right well, the well right? listen to it at the same time. You know yeah. what? It's like The Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon. You play it at the same time, it syncs up.
1: Yeah, and we got uh, a, a beautiful boy, Chris oh, too. Oh,
0: man. The most beautiful boy I've ever met.
1: And that's that's what it is. So listen. Right if anyone now. tells you
0: any different, you're wrong. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping.
2: I'm Cody Crane. And today I guess you're joined by Chris Sandford. Oh, yeah, welcome, <laughs> Chris.
0: Welcome back.
1: Thank you so much for having me
2: Thank again so to guest host. host.
3: Guest host, yes. we
1: upgraded you. Wow,
2: wow, look at that. Hey, it's in pay. my rider. I got an upgrade every two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> so
1: next And a guest
4: year. guest. Yes. You have a guest guest. Oh, oh. And that a you guest host heard. and a guest guest. Our
1: guest. Our guest guest is here. We got Larry Hankin here. Larry Hankin. How you doing, baby? The legend, Larry Hankin. Uh,
4: Well, I I, I guess I don't keep up with that stuff. But I'm I'm here. (laughs) I made it. Larry, that's pretty good.
1: It's so great to have you on. Well,
4: thank you. Um, you're... It's, it's good to be here. You know, it's good to be anywhere. Actually, it's good to be heard. You know, yeah. <laughs> we
0: we've been doing this for a few years now, so we know it's good to be heard.
4: Oh, really? Wow, man, that's great. <laughs> I, I, anybody does anything for for a while, you got to be good. You
3: know, just it. Uh, we the... <laughs> we proved that
2: theory wrong. I would say persistent,
4: <laughs> good. Yeah. But
2: they're good boys. They're good boys. <laughs>
1: But uh, Larry, you're uh, you're a legend of the screen in ev- almost wow. every every show ever, and all of these yeah. movies, like you're. Here's the thing, Larry. You're in all of these things: Billy Madison, Friends, Seinfeld. But you also make such an impression, and you're so memorable. In all of the projects that you work on, yeah,
4: you know, uh, let me just talk about that. I I don't understand that. I had a uh, I went to the uh, uh, El Camino, uh, you know, premiere, the, the opening uh, a couple of nights ago, Monday night, and uh, I was talking to the uh, the old lady with I was with, and uh, yeah, I see that the one thing that I don't, I, I don't know how to control. I don't know what it is, because what I do is I rehearse my lines. And I I get a kind of a backstory, and I kind of read the script, and I kind of get my acting chops together, because I'm really a stand-up comedian. But, you know, so that's what I concentrate on. And then she was saying, what you were saying, no, you, you're memorable on the screen, and I so I can't I don't know how to deal, i guess deal with that uh yeah because that's not something that I think about or that's not why I'm on the screen i you know I audition yeah. well,
1: my, my next question, i don't think my next question what? was gonna be what your secret was but I guess
4: <laughs> well I guess the secret I, 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 Okay, because I had to think about it because I was in this discussion. Yeah. So the only thing I could I could think of is it's the the sub rosa stuff you mm-hmm. you don't know. In other words, you don't know how one anyway you Chris anybody how you present yourself to the world really. You know, you think you know you got on your best clothes, you you combed your hair, you know, uh, you're you're looking good. Thank but, you. That's just, probably, well, yeah, but that's, and you're sounding good, too. But, bless, and, bless. And, and yet, that's really not the whole story. Well, you know, when you go out into the world, there's a, um, I, don't, I don't, it's not an aura, but how you present yourself to the world is really not what you think Right, the, There's an energy, I you know? think
2: maybe you're saying, too. Yeah, an energy, yeah, well, a whatever vibe.
4: it is, it's a totality. Right. Not a, uh, you know, hey, I got a good suit on or I got got my favorite shirt on. Right. That's really it. And so I just trust that and don't think about that. And I just kind of, you know, focus is the big thing. Right. So I just focus on my lines and hitting my spot and, you know, relating to my actor friend. And then, boom, and then somebody's. So it's, it's a mystery, and, and I don't even think I want to solve it mystery. I was going right. to say, it's, it's
2: alchemy. You know? It's like uh, it's not yeah, an exact science, exactly. but you kind of have a feel for it. Um, I have a question. Uh, yeah. I have a question, actually. Now, a lot of us, uh, I imagine a lot of the listeners, too, are like comedians slash uh, performers as well, perhaps not uh, on the world stage like you are right now. I'm fascinated. You were in the fourth season episode of Seinfeld, the pilot, as, as well as many but- other things. And it's kind of a dream of mine. The role you got to play—you played Tom Pepper, the the guy that played the Kramer character in the show. Right, in the show. Right. That's such a right. dream, in my opinion. Was yeah, Seinfeld that, at the time? What? This is what ninety. 39290
4: 90, yeah 93 i think you sound me man <laughs> well
2: i guess my question i came to seinfeld certainly when it was like wrapping up when i was i mean i'm 32 now i would have been you know in uh-huh. high school when i was like just watching the show would have been done well well by then and i was such a huge fan right. of it. but at the time i guess my question is what was it like a what was was seinfeld kind of like the monster hit success in your brain when you went into yeah. read, or I don't even know if you were just offered or if you went to read, but were you kind of, was there, what was your kind of sense getting into that? Like, hey, okay, so well, that, and also it's a dream for me to play somebody who existed, but also in a fake TV show version of the TV show. To me, that's a, what a, what a mitzvah. <laughs>
4: Well, you, okay. You just answered the question. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if you Thank
2: could, you. Uh, yeah, expand on that. <laughs> uh, elaborate.
4: Let, let me elaborate on that. On your, on, on your answer to my question. <laughs> um, well, yes, it was. I mean, it was everything you just said. Because I was a, there's only a couple of things that I'm a fan. I'm not a fan, fan kind of guy, but but I do have several things that. I am a fan of, and I admit it, one was M- Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Oh, my goodness, the yeah. first thing I ever was a fan of. And then um, Seinfeld. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I was a fan of Seinfeld. I, I would watch it. Uh, not as religiously as Mary Hartman. There, I would leave parties to go see Mary oh, Hartman. Oh, wow. Because they didn't have the TV. I'm the same way with MasterChef. Oh, yeah. That was like a, a must. Uh, it, it was like medicine. Anyway, because it was my sense of humor, and I, it was very rare to see that kind of humor. So, uh, and I it was, was certainly off of the wall. Beginning actor stand up. Yeah, and, and off the wall, it was just kind of... It just hit me. It went in. It, it just went into my center brain, in whatever. Your... So, Steinfeld was the same thing, and uh, I was a fan of it, because it was my sense of humor, you know, uh, what I laughed at. And then... When they said, uh, you know, uh, my agent called me and said, hey, you got to audition for Seinfeld. I go, wow, man. And then when I found out it was Kramer, (laughs) who I knew. I mean, uh, I knew uh, uh, Michael Richards. I mean, we were friends.
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Because
4: we would always audition together. Wow. Because we looked alike. Of course. And then at one point. So I I I always see him at these auditions and we would talk and then one day uh, I got a uh, an audition and I went and I was auditioning with Michael uh, 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 Michael Richards and we played brothers in, in a in a series uh, I don't remember what the series was, it was Oh my about like a restaurant if I remember oh, Yeah okay. so we played brothers and, and we we played uh, brothers who were robbing the restaurant Whoa. <laughs> That's really deep. But here's the weird thing. We were friends and, you know, we we respected each other's acting because he was on Fridays at the time and I wasn't on as a regular. And Mm -hmm. I thought he was just crazy funny. Uh, So and then we played these brothers. But there was one part where we were escaping in in this, uh, you know, this robbery uh, uh, episode. And so we were escaping. So we were driving in a car. Uh, or, or, or riding away, and we discussed because he likes to discuss things. He's really a mm-hmm. uh, very brainy. Uh, yeah, he seems to have he like a philosophy. The, you know, min, minuscule thing. He would like I well anyway. So so <laughs> we discussed it, and he was saying, you know, let's do this and let's do. He's like directing the scene, and I kind of don't like that. I just like to
3: <laughs> you know,
4: let's just do it, man. Yeah, you, yeah jump in, you know, because of the improv and yeah. So you know, where I, I, I was doing. So we argued about that scene. And finally, I, because I refused to do it the way he wanted me to do it. I mean, that's like a no-no in, in, in acting. You know, you, you don't tell somebody, hey, when I say this, you do that.
2: Right, unless you're yeah. the director. <laughs> off,
4: what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not like, nuts.
1: And it's funny because I mean, you in... can
4: do it, but if you expect the other actor to really go along with it, well, he maybe he will, but it's kind of not the way it's done, you know. I mean, that's not it. It breaks one of the rules of improvisation,
3: right? Basically. I
4: mean, there's all rules in improv, so we didn't kind of get along. But I really wow. after that,
1: it's funny because I mean, we, we were we were episode... friends. After in the Seinfeld episode that you're in, Kramer is telling you how to play
4: Kramer. That's you true. Know. and <laughs> it almost... Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's how he is. And I'm right. sure the writers Knew that. picked that up. Yeah. Said, so hey, it a almost great emulated
1: scene. real life for you.
4: That's um, well, that's how writers do it, though. They, yeah. they watch the characters mm-hmm. very closely and they see how the actors are interpreting it. And then they kind of write into that because it's much easier. It's much right. easier for them. It's much easier for the actors. So then, but but, I mean, we were friends afterwards. It was just uh, on the way we interpreted that particular scene in that role and those roles. So uh, when I found out that I was going to do Kramer, because I was a big fan of not only Seinfeld, the the show, but of Kramer, of of Mm. Michael Richards, the way he did it. So I was honored. And then um, what they did was, and, and you know, more power to them, the, the, the people who, who were hiring me, for the audition, they sent me the episode that my audition was based on. In other words,
3: the, the oh. scene that I
4: did in the audition on, on the show that you saw right. you know, me auditioning, it for the um, in an earlier Tom episode. Pepper Auditioning, that was from a. a that was a, a piece of an episode that yeah. Kramer did, that, that Michael did. Well, they sent it to me, so I watched it, you know, like maybe a hundred times. Maybe not a hundred, but a really lot right. of times, you know.
2: Breaking it down. And I
4: just imitated. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't acting. I, <laughs> I, I was just hating. Are you sure maybe you want to broadcast that? I saw. What?
2: Uh, no, that's you said that you weren't acting, and I think that's a very funny um, that's a very funny takeaway from that. You were yeah, you were imitating. Okay, that's fascinating.
4: I was I was mimicking. I, you oh, know, mimicking. Was, okay, and I I didn't realize until I saw the show how accurate I actually was. That's again. Like oh, we were great. talking about. You don't know. You know. You don't know. I was just trying to do my best. To do what, what I saw on, oh, on the, you know, on the video, and for me, it's also and it up turned out like, to be pretty cool.
2: In the opening credits of the show within the show, so in the episode yeah. in the show where you do play Kramer, in those opening that opening right. credit sequence where they're all kind of sitting around, that to me is right. like a perfect snippet of what they achieve, of what you guys were able to achieve there. It's like, it's perfect because well, if, if no one had seen the show, they think that that was it. Did you audition for Kramer well, originally guy, too? Like the, in the, the show, the
4: guy who. The, the guy who um, played um, uh, the 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 bald guy, uh, Jason Alexander, uh, George. That's right. Oh, George. George yeah. the, guy, the actor who played that.
1: Uh, it was it Jeremy Piven, George. I think.
4: Was it Jeremy Piven? Jeremy Piven. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Well, I. Wow. I said to him uh, because I I went over to him, you know, during rehearsals. I went over to him and I said, "Man." You're, you're some fucking great actor, man. <laughs> you really... Uh, and little did I know that he was going to become Jeremy Piven, Right. You know, pretty cool. He's, he's great. Uh, so, I, so I was concentrating. I was just trying to do my thing, but I was in awe of Jeremy and, and frankly, Michael Richards and Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. and um, the guy who was playing Costanza. I mean, I was in awe of everybody, the entire show especially Larry David, you know.
3: Right. Everyone so, says uh, that, eh? I was
4: just trying to get by. I mean, that, that was the whole thing. The, the the main thing I remember was when I was auditioning. I don't know if you want to get into that. but us talk, uh, talk auditions. Uh, well, the audition was kind of disconcerting because even though they sent me a tape and everything, and so I was ready to do the audition. When you're sitting in the waiting room, you're sitting with all the other actors who are going to audition for the same part. Yeah. And I was really insulted because I was the only one who looked like Michael Richards. There was a short guy, there was a fat guy, there was a bald guy, there was a guy with a beard, a mustache. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's ridiculous. I Why am I even auditioning? <laughs> These don't look anything like <laughs> uh, that guy. I mean, I, I was really pissed. Oh, really? What's going on? Oh, what, I had to audition five times for oh that show! Yeah, <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, and, and each time it was the same people.
3: Whoa! Who so didn't they were look really anything
4: like, you know, like crink, they, maybe they know? were trying to make you sweat.
2: Maybe they knew it was going to be you, but they were trying to make you sweat. You know, jump through all those hoops to really want it.
4: <laughs> I, it was well. If, if that is funny. true, it wasn't Jay. It was Larry David. Right. Because when I auditioned. Every time, every time, the five times, there was four people in the room who I knew and one who I didn't. There was Jerry Jerry Seinfeld mm. was there. Uh, the guy who played Costanza was there always. Uh, the director was always there, a guy named Tom, and a producer. And a producer always wore the suit. Nobody else wore a suit, <laughs> so I knew Back that the producer. Back in those days. And there was a fifth guy. A bald guy who wore glasses, who never was identified. (laughs) And the only thing that he would say, this guy, this mystery guy, each time would say, uh, go out the door and come in like like (laughs) (laughs) Kramer. That's all he would would say. Go out the door and come in like The Kramer Consultant. And he would say it every time. (laughs) And he would just sit there. Would watch and then finally, you know, somebody would say, Well, you got anything to say? Yeah, go out, go outside and and, and commit again. And I was getting really pissed. I mean, I have an attitude problem anyway. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) But hey, but but you work, you know, you work, so
3: it must not be that big of a problem. Maybe I don't
4: don't know, maybe I do the audition well, but I have an attitude problem and I was getting really po would at this guy. (laughs) <laughs> who, that's all he has to say. So on the fifth time that I went in, I, I said to myself, "If that guy starts doing this again, I'm gonna unload on him. I, I just <laughs> yeah. don't like him." And of and course, so, uh, he now, did. Now the thing and... is, when when you're in the audition room, what what you do is there's a waiting room, there's a secretary, there's a waiting room. Everybody is sitting around, you know, and then you go into this room. So what this guy would say each time go out. I would have to go out into the waiting room. Now, I never saw any of the other people who were auditioning. Oh, I see. oh so, yes, I see. Come back out.
3: Oh, Yes, you
4: come out, and there's, there's all these people. So I, each time, I would go out, and they would look at me like, you know, what, what's going on? And then, and then, then I would in. go back in. You know? <laughs> and, I, and it was kind of disconcerting and kind of demeaning to me. I mean, I, you know, going out, there and these people are looking at me, and they hadn't been doing it. So on the fifth time, on the fifth day, when this guy finally, you know, they said, well, anybody else got date? Yeah. Go out and come in the door again. And I said, God, And so I walked out and I was really angry. And I said to the secretary, I just called in. I closed the door and I was standing out and everybody's looking at me. And I called over to the secretary and they said, hey, who's that little bald guy in there with the glasses that keeps telling me to come in and out of the door? And, and she said, oh, oh, that's Larry David. He owns the show. And I said, Oh thank God! You said that. <laughs> so I was back <laughs> in, and I—oh yeah, right. You were ready <laughs> to bring <laughs> knock his block off
2: when you came back I in. I was,
4: I was gonna say, hey man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was really, good. and then when she said that, I go. Oh, and then I suddenly respected this. This is a guy who was writing the show. Right. I thought it was well written. I didn't know who was writing. Right, I mean, and for all knew, you knew this guy was just sitting there. So for when a I went reason. back in, man, I was very appreciative. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. You know, thank you for <laughs> making me go out and come in all those those times. <laughs> uh, and I, I I I got the job, and and the funny part was I would watch Michael Richards. Here's the thing about Michael Richards, you know that coming in and out the door thing mm-hmm. was, was kind of a, a an iconic thing. Oh my goodness, they'd applaud. The studio audience would applaud every episode. Yeah, I mean it was really great. It was funny. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I mean, I, I couldn't invent that. That's that's his humor, and I really respect it. So while I was doing it, there's a part in the show where he comes in. Remember, Michael Richards tries to audition. Yep. Well, Kramer yeah. tries to audition right. for the part. Yeah, in, in the episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then he comes in the door. He had that pipe Oh he yeah, comes yeah. in the door. Oh yeah, okay, so, the kite. Right. Well, I when nobody was around, there was two two sets. You know, there was where they were filming, and then there was another set off to the side. And because it was a two parter, they didn't want to have an audience. That the, that, that oh. section was the only time there was no audience ever. He always had an audience. So Michael Richards would go to the other empty set, and since there was nobody in the bleachers there, he would rehearse coming in the door with that pipe for at least an hour. And I sat up in the bleachers just watching him.
3: Oh, my God. And I
4: thought, that's crazy. Yeah, I thought, that's crazy, man. And he would try, you know, he would work with the pipe and (laughs) taking the pipe out and opening the doorknob with the pipe in his fist and then switching the... He would try every permutation. You guys are doing improv. <laughs> every permutation of coming through the door with the pipe and that look, that stupid jaunty jolly thing he was trying uh-huh. to work uh-huh. on, yep. and he would work on it. And then finally, I watched him so much so about. Finally, I was so, and I, I, you know, I'm a comedian, so I said, well, Let me let me help him." So I went down. I came down off the uh, out the uh, bleachers, and I walked over to him. And he suddenly stopped. He didn't know anybody was mm. watching him. There was nobody else around. You they were all him. On the other set. so I I walked over to him. I said, "Hey, hey, Michael," Cause, you know I know him. Mean, we would we would talk, you know, when when there's nothing going on. I said, "Hey, Michael," um, you know, I I know how you can you know get the laugh is if you do this with the pipe and you just do that you know what you were doing before and he just looked at me and he said thanks and then he stopped rehearsing and he just walked away oh (laughs) i I had insulted him yeah yeah, what a move that was a power move larry that was a power move but then when he came in when he came in the door he he didn't do any of that stuff he didn't do anything that he rehearsed or what i told him oh he threw it all away (laughs) what he threw it all away yeah, well, I guess, you know, I I got in to would Yes. Uh, you know, and, <laughs> uh, but that's what I would do. I, I mean, if somebody came up to me and gave me, the, you know, hey, you know what you should do? Yeah. I would just stop and walk away and do something totally the, different. Right. You know, I, it's, it's, I don't know, it's an actor thing. I was going to say, he's, a, he I don't you... want anybody imposing on my creativity. He knew that you had been watching uh, that know. whole
2: time and he thought, I can't do, I can't. that's all unusable now. I can't let this guy have one over me. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, Power moves. Yeah. You guys were alphas. The two of you. <laughs>
3: That's wild. That it makes it a movie. That'd make a good movie. That whole amazing. story
2: would make a good movie. Actually, being Kramer, just you yeah, auditioning yeah. for that part. On
4: being Kramer. Yeah. 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 So, yeah I, I guess it is, but it was weird. I yeah, like to think weird. it's funny. But you, great. But great. Going. I love little, doing.
0: If you had have blown up on Larry David, you might have just ended up being a storyline on Curb later on, rather than. Being on site. Well, no, no.
4: Uh, I I was on. I, I did audition and I I, I had, I, I did the same thing with uh, Larry David. That's why I'm, I was never on again. <laughs> I auditioned for it. There you go. Uh, I'll tell you the story. I, I auditioned I got a call. I thought, you know, I should be on, you know, uh, well, what was the name of the show? Curb, then? Curb uh, Your Enthusiasm? Uh, uh, oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. So. I was watching Curb Enthusiasm, you know, and, and I thought, no, I should be on it. They, they had taken a lot of people from the, from the old show, so. And then finally I did, I got the nod. And how they do it is, it's, it's quite simple actually. They improvise most of that show. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, and the audition is an improv, uh, not an ordinary improv. It's, it's one that Larry David created. But w- what it is, is you, you go to the audition and it's a room full of people. It's it's not like a couple of just four or five people like for Seinfeld. No, they had all the writers there. They had the cast members there. They had I don't know producers. It was like about I don't know thirty or forty people in the room. I'm sorry, in the just watching. Around. Yeah, really. Wow. Is it noisy? Is it crazy? Uh, no, no, How they they were focus? there to watch the audition. Oh, okay, you know, wow. But uh, you know, so and and the. The audition, the real people who are judging it, like right, Seinfeld and and Larry David, they were all in the front row. But everybody right. was watching and taking notes, right. And so it was a business thing, you know. So yeah, you know. maybe that's the way it should be okay, done. So everywhere. I walk in. So I walk in. Uh, so w- right before you go in, they ha- they hand out pieces of paper, like almost like a fortune cookie, but but bigger, you know, about like. Uh, four inches, by
2: yeah, like an index finger. card, or and
4: on it, yeah, yeah, uh, but it's a piece of paper, obviously cut up a page, uh, you know, just typing, typing paper, and and on it was typed one line, huh. and it said, uh, "It says for for my audition, it says, uh, Larry David is getting on the elevator, you are getting off, and you do that dance." And you know what the dance yeah, is, right? Yeah. You know, it's which, just, way, what, which way? Which oh, way? Oh, pardon, this, me. Right, look, this, oh, right, pardon this, me. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. Right, that, that was it. So, so I, okay, fine. You know, and just a little, little improv. So he goes, uh, so I, I stand up and Larry comes over. He goes, oh, you, you, you're ready to do it? And I say, yeah, because you're auditioning with Larry David. Wow, So that's great I shows go. up. Yeah, so I guess I say, okay, doors open, action. So I... When I went this way. He goes this way, and I went that way. And I kept on going. So I was taking it off of him. No matter which way he started mm-hmm. to go, I would go that way. Right. So in other words, I wouldn't let him get up <laughs> past me onto the elevator ever. I mean, I just I went, and then finally, after about, well, maybe it was like. 20 or 30 seconds, but it seemed like ages. Of I just course. wouldn't let him get on. And then finally, he blew up. He said, all right, stop it. Okay, okay, that's enough. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, enough, enough. And he just sat down. <laughs> and, and then, you are really angry. And, and he just sat down. And then um, the, the, his, his manager, I mean, on the show, uh, Gar- the Jeff, Jeff Garland. Garland, yeah. Well, who was a friend of mine from from way years ago? I mean, you know, we were actors long ago before this. But now, you know, he was a regular on the show. I I said, oh, okay, thank you very much. And they said, you know, thank you, thank you, Larry. Everybody else was kind of covering Larry David's blow up right right at me. Wow. So he goes, thank you very much, Larry. Thank you, thank you. And and I walked out the door, and then Jeff Carlin, who had set up the audition, I didn't know that. Oh. He, he had said, you know, use Larry. You know, he's, he's a good guy. Anyway, so I walked out the door and I'm in the hallway walking away saying that was weird. And Jeff Garland comes running out into the hallway, out of the room. And he says, Larry, what did you do? What did you do? I, I mean, like he was like frightened or crazy. I don't know. I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, I set that up. I, 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 I got you into that audition. Why did you do that? Why didn't you what? You, 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 you made him angry. You made him angry. I'm going, what are you talking about? I was just keeping him off the elevator. That was all. He said, no, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, oh, look, I got to get out of here. I'm going home. And he just walked back in like like I had ruined his career. That was what was going on.
2: So wait a minute. I mean, that was. A- Were you not supposed to do the bit? You know, or were you, did they No, no,
4: I just kept it up. In other words, eventually up. I should let him get on. Yeah, And yeah. I just played it for all it was worth. I right. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I never get on I the know, elevator. The door's <laughs> closed and it goes
2: away. I would love to see you know? that in a scene. They should have put that in the
0: show.
4: Yeah.
3: Blowing exactly. up.
0: <laughs> oh, it's really
2: funny but that he just,
4: just blew got up. so mad. <laughs> Sorry, all right, that's enough. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, sitting down okay. with his sneakers. Thank you, and he sat down, wow. and everybody else was in stunned silence. It was, I like it was amazing, man, to see somebody. I mean, I think he's a genius. I mean, I really do. To see a genius just lose it.
2: I was going to say, <laughs> there is. Geniuses are impatient. They're very impatient. Uh, yes,
4: yes. <laughs> right on, man. Right the fuck on He had it all planned in his mind How it was gonna go I guess You know he didn't tell me that Is there
2: any room for You know I mean uh, To use a tired phrase Improvisation on his
4: part though You know like Was he okay Hey man He's crazy I mean You you don't argue with it You just say Right Okay Thank you very much I'm leaving now I'm going home You know Yeah. I don't need this (laughs) I I really don't No I Exactly I
2: mean Holy hell Look at your resume but uh, that's wild.
4: That's wild. Again, I, it, it is to see, you know, a, a person you respect totally. I still to this day, I've, other than that, I tell you the story because it's so off the wall. But mm-hmm. no, I mean the, the guy's great. You know, I mean you can't. I can't write stuff like he writes. It was just, you know, well, that's I, very, I, I totally respect.
2: It's him. very uh, magnanimous uh, of that, you.
4: I mean, I've had that random with you know. uh Adam, Adam Sandler. When they did his movie, we got into it. You know, I mean, it's just every once in a while. Sorry, did Adam I Sandler blow up it. at you, or did Adam Sandler blow no, up at you? No, I blew up at him. Oh my really? god! <laughs> okay,
0: we, I feel like we have to hear this story. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I
4: don't take guff, man. You didn't I take guff from Adam Sandler. We have to hear <laughs> huh?
0: about what happened. And what well, because be? He
4: gives it out. No, he yeah. he gives as good as it, he, he takes. Okay. No, he, he's a prankster. He just I got under it. my skin. He I was just that. prankstering me up and down. Oh, really? Just because he respected me. You know, I yeah. mean, I've, I've had it where, where direct, great directors, and I'm not saying Adam Sandler is not a great uh, comedian. He is. I respect his, his... It's just not my sense of humor, but... No, Adam Sandler knows what he's doing. He knows his audience, and... You know, but I've seen him as an actor. You know, as a straight actor, mm-hmm. he's great. Yeah. he's fine. He, he uh, he's amazing. He is a, this, this silly guy. You know, with his silly humor and his prankster shit. <laughs> and then he go, and then he's like amazing. And you go, so I re, I totally respect what he does and 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 who he is. He's he's king of Hollywood, frankly, in the comedy field. But I don't have to take his, you know, bullshit. Uh, so he was pranking me the, the whole time. So, so but, uh, like uh, when I was in Escape from Alcatraz, uh,
3: oh John
4: uh, John Siegel is is a master. He, he's, he's old school man. He's directed, you know, Robert Mitchum and and these great actors and actresses, Henry Fonda, and I mean, this guy's at the top of his game. So he's directing Clint Eastwood, and he. Don Siegel was putting me on all the time, but it was out of a sense of like grandfather, grandson. I mean, he was doing it out of endearing. Like I would say, okay, cause I would hang around with him, not Clint. I would hang around with Don because he, because of, he was just an amazing director. Mm-hmm. So I would always, you know, cause I wanted to be a director too. So I'd always ask him questions. And sometimes he would, I'd say, well, okay, why, why are you doing the shot this way? I would imagine you would do it this way. And he'd say, I don't know. I think I'm going to get fired, Larry. You
2: know? <laughs> away. And look who's directing you know, now, Clint Eastwood. He's making all these
4: movies. Well, uh, No, he was teaching. On, on Escape from Alcatraz, mm. I would see him like Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood directed one scene. Oh. And I watched him. Uh, yeah, he directed the scene. I, I don't know if it's in the movie. I think it is. It's where... Clint Eastwood is being examined, having a physical to go into Alcatraz from the doctor, and he directed that scene.
2: They let him. No, no. Uh,
4: Yeah. Wow. Clint Eastwood directed the scene, but the doctor was Don Siegel. Right. Clint wanted Don there. Oh. He he, that was his like his guru. I get it. Okay. Yeah. And and right before the scene, Clint Eastwood. Um, and he directed one other scene, I don't remember. But when Clint Eastwood was the director, because Don Siegel said, you know what, you know, practice. Here, you you direct the scene, <laughs> I'll, I'll be right there with you. But uh, Clint Eastwood came not as Clint Eastwood, but he came as a director. Huh. He had different clothes and he had that little eye thing, you know, Yeah, yeah, to, play, yeah. That, to hold up to the light yeah. that directors have. Okay.
3: Yeah, he scarf. came with
4: that, the loop, yeah. the loop, called the loop. And he came with that around his neck, and he, he, he was all dressed all neat and clean and like another person, actually. It was like another costume, a director's costume. And it was really funny because Don Siegel never wore a looper. He yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, he was a regular guy. Yeah, he was just a regular guy. So it was really funny, but <laughs> yeah, he was re- rehearsing. It was really funny to see him, you know, listening to Don, you know, well, I'll do this and do that or you know, how did I do? Was it okay? How did he I mean, do? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. I mean, it's great. And know? yeah, look at him. I mean, now. Don Tito was right there. He, he was a doctor. Right. So he's, yeah. he's watching him. You know. Yeah. And it's, it's really funny. It, and he's it, a new, it was really cool.
2: He's an Oscar award nominated director, time and time again, too. I think. Right. What Who, is Clint? It? Clint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Million dollar baby. Uh,
4: well, uh, yeah. I think
2: about. But all that's these where
4: we got his his uh, his, his. Well, chops. one of his starts was. Don Siegel. Now he uh, worked with Don Siegel a lot, so I'm sure that on each film he would get pointers from Don.
2: And yeah. Larry, the, we're going to hold your feet to the fire. What happened? Is this on now on Billy Madison? What did Adam Sandler yeah. do to you?
4: <laughs> we got to hold your feet oh, to the fire. he would be doing a, a, a lot of things. I mean, the, the main uh, thing that finally got me to where I, I would, you know, I said, "All right, I'm, I'm finished with Adam." Uh, he did so The first, the first thing he did was he fired my friend who was directing.
3: Oh. So the reason that
4: I was in that movie was my friend was direct. I'm not going to tell you his name. Okay. But my friend was directing. We will do our research. And, and he said, and I said to him, because back then I was, uh, I needed some money because I was making, I didn't save money when I was acting back in those days. What I did was I saved money, but. For my films that I wanted to do, so I take part of my salary, pay my rent, and the car payments and that stuff, and then I would take the rest of it and I would put it into my uh, a film bank account.
3: Okay, wow.
4: Uh, where I would save money to make my next film, a uh, film short, not a major feature. So I would be saving. So that's that's why I, I approach. I never would ask a friend to be in a movie. Uh, maybe I would. I don't know. But he was directing Adam Sandler. And I wanted to meet Adam. So I asked him, I said, hey, put me in the movie. And at that time, I was a full-blown hippie. My hair was down yeah. on my shoulders. And they said, you you can't. We don't have any parts for a long-haired hippie. Yeah. So he said, I'll put you in the movie, my friend said, if you cut your hair. And I said, no, no, no fucking way. So he said, well, you can't be in the movie. That's that's it. But I needed the money for my film. So I said, okay, you know, I'll cut my hair. Yeah. So, did I cut my hair that short for, to play Carl. So that was
3: the first thing. He fired my friend. And after I cut my hair, he fired my friend. Wow. Okay, gotcha. But I didn't say yeah.
4: anything. I was
2: going to say, but that wasn't a prank. That doesn't sound like so much of a prank. It sounds like kind of uh, something happened with him in the direct with uh, your pal, I guess.
4: Oh, yo, no. He, uh, he was too slow. That, oh. That was, that, was the,
3: okay.
4: that was the word. Oh. Okay. I thought he was doing it. A, a really good job
3: but, yeah
4: okay it was too slow okay uh, yeah. so then that was the one okay then the next thing was I, I had a 6 o'clock call I had a lot of 6 o'clock calls I mean that, mm-hmm. that's just making movies that's yeah. how you do it yeah,
3: yeah. and
4: uh, so I had a 6 o'clock call so I get call I call at 4 o'clock in the morning from a, a girl you know, hi Larry can I come up to see you and I hear him laughing in the background. <laughs> He's Adam to go, fuck himself, okay? I, I got a 6 o'clock call. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't like this, you know? So yeah. I hung up. Okay. So I didn't say anything. All right. Okay. I get on the, uh, the set, and then uh, I didn't say anything. Then the third one was, he goes, hey, Larry, uh, we were having lunch, and we were in a, like a restaurant kind of thing uh I don't, I don't know what it was. It's probably in a commissary or something. And he's sitting at one table. I'm sitting at another table with the other actors. And he says, Hey, Larry, come over here. I want to talk to you. I mean, Oh, man. <laughs> now what? I mean, that's what I said to my friend. No, I don't want to go over there. And they said, No, go over there, man. He wants to talk to you. I don't know. He's going to do something weird. <laughs> I said, Okay. So I, I go over to him. I sit down next to him. Hey, Larry. First, first thing out of his mouth. Hey, Larry, tell me a joke. Oh, come on, Adam. I don't know any jokes. No, you're a funny guy. Tell me a joke. And he's that kinda of confrontational, doing it for the, you know, edification of the people Yeah. the yeah. You know, come on, Larry. Come on. And I and I'm not I'm not with that. You right. Know? Yeah. So like, hey hey right. Adam, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and he's going, No, you're you're a funny guy, tell me a joke. And, I don't have any jokes. Um Okay, so he saw was that not going to happen. So he goes, uh, "Hey, what's this mouse thing you do?" Now that's really weird because in in high school, and maybe a little in college, but never again that I knew of, I had done this funny face. You know, as, as a, as a, it was a stupid funny face, and I didn't want to do it because it's a stupid funny face, and I, I'd outgrown that. So how did they but, know about? But it? I was funny. Like, how the hell did he, I? Where did he get this information from? So anyway, I said no, I don't want to do that. Well, why not? It's funny. I said no, it's stupid. Uh, You know, Adam, come on, Um, let me go. No, 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 no. Do the face. (laughs) And I go, I don't want to do it. And he kept on insisting. He wouldn't let me leave the table, and I didn't want to actually get up in in his face. I didn't want to insult him that way. I mean, the guy's my boss. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I said, okay, okay. Will you let me go if I do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So I did. I made this funny face one. And he laughed. He goes, hey, that's funny. I said, OK, can I go now? He says, yeah, <laughs> fine. Oh, so, I, I, so I go back to my table and they go, you know, what was that all about? got another stupid thing of Adam I don't know what it was it all about. OK, now, after lunch, I have a scene with Adam and his girlfriend. It's a scene where he introduces... Carl to his girlfriend mm-hmm. in, in yeah. the back house, right? He said, hey, hey, Carl, this is my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend. Uh, this is a uh, girlfriend. Uh, this is Carl. And, and so I said, oh, how do you do? You know, I'm doing my lines now. And in the middle of my lines, Adam, as the camera's rolling, and it's the first take. And he goes, in the middle of my lines, he goes, hey, Carl, do that funny face for her. You know, that mouse thing. And I was so shocked and caught off guard that I went back into my improv guy from Second City, and the committee, and I just did it. Yeah, of course. Just out of yeah. habit, instinct. I, the camera was rolling, and I did this funny face, which is in the movie. It's the, the face you saw in that That's, movie. That's well, it's look at funny that. Funny face. So I, I did it, and then and then I, I, I finished my lines, and I just felt inside. So my, my stomach just turned. That's a man, just habit, you know. And then he finished the scene, and and then they go cut, and then Adam said, okay, moving on. And, and you and feel so like they, they didn't get it. Down it. And they, what?
2: Yeah, you, they said moving on, and you thought maybe you needed another one. Just to no, no, cleanly. moving
4: on means yeah. we got it. They got it. Let's go to the next scene. Right, but so, did you feel like they got it? I knew what he was doing. Because if we shot it again, I wouldn't do that thing.
0: Yeah. So he did. So one he take... wouldn't even
4: give me a chance, right? And not do it, right? Yeah. He just trapped me and it got me off guard, and I did it, and and that was it. And I go, okay, that's you know screw Adam, and then another <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah, screw Adam.
0: that's fair. That's, I mean uh, okay.
4: So I mean, I uh, I just wouldn't talk to him. I just I did my role. I I didn't have any other. You know, uh, parts with him, any scenes with him, and I just, you know, got my money and went home. Uh, and I just blew the whole movie up. I I'd never paid any attention to it. Oh, but uh, 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 it's great. I mean, it's it was,
2: uh, pretty wildly I great.
4: Mean, yeah, but I uh, I just I don't know, you know. But but that that's the Adam Sandler. Yeah, story. Uh,
2: it's, it feels that's my, like not my sense of humor. Well, yeah, it feels like you have no. You have a strong sense of self. And yeah, you're not going to no. be. You don't, <laughs> you don't suffer fools.
4: No, I, I, I really, I really don't. You All know, I, I, and I, I don't think it, it ever really uh, hurt me. Yeah. Oh, a couple of weeks later, just had insult to injury. No, about two months later, I get a call. I was on a movie set. I was doing a movie. That was my last day, and it, I was in. Um, I was in some... I was not in L.A. I, I, maybe I was in Wisconsin. I was oh. doing a movie in Wisconsin. And I get a call from my agent in, in, uh, from L.A. in Wisconsin. And they said, hey, listen, I got a call from Adam Adam Sandler's company. This is months and months after I did uh, 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 Billy Madison.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Got a call from Adam Sandler's company and his brother... Is directing a movie and they want you uh, in it. Uh, so they said, "Are you free tomorrow?" And I said, uh, "No, this is my last day. I fly out of here tomorrow, right. but I can fly. Uh, but I'm flying back to t- uh, to L.A. tomorrow, so I can be in it the next day." So my and my agent said, "Okay." Uh, let me, let me tell them that. So he calls me back in about an hour and he said, no, they said, forget it. Huh? Oh, fuck. What the? I mean, first of all, there's no, Hey, can you be in my movie tomorrow? Tomorrow. yes. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. What movie would that have been? It's I like wonder. Who? His that's... brother. No, nobody does that. Never has anybody ever said, can you be in my movie? In all the movies I've ever done. Right. Nobody has. I certainly just say, to know, when are you free or can you do it in a couple of days or can you come in? Can you come in tomorrow to audition? Yes, I've had that. Yeah. But then they say, and then if you say, well, wow, that's too, they say, well, no, we can, can you come in the next day? They'll they'll, they'll work around it. They'll work around around it. Yeah, they'll
2: they'll give you some time. They'll figure it out.
4: So that's kind of really rude, you know. I mean, so I have no respect for him as a person. Oh, my goodness, As a funny guy, I have total respect.
2: Right, right, right.
4: He knows his audience. He knows how to tell a funny joke. He knows how to get a laugh. He's a good actor. But as a person, forget it. (laughs) 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 Next. Next. Next question.
1: (laughs) Well, let's get into uh, a bit of a spookier note here, really take the shift here. Uh, We want to know, Larry, do you believe in ghosts? Do I see what? Do you believe in ghosts? in ghosts yeah
4: um do well, i believe in ghosts no <laughs> yeah. oh well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i might i'm serious now Uh-oh. there wasn't the, there was a point point. Uh, i poltergeist that's not a ghost but i might believe in poltergeist i feel like
2: it's in the and same realm I'm,
4: is it in the same room? Yeah.
2: Is well, it's it a spirit is. that haunts. A, okay. A house, I'll or... tell you
4: how, why. Okay. I'll tell you why. The, uh, the, the event, I mean, I had a cat. This uh, uh, was long, many, many, many years ago. This is before I came to Hollywood. This is when I was in, at a committee up in San Francisco. So this is in the 60s. Oh, wow. And uh, Okay. So I was home uh, and um, I had a cat, a pet cat. Okay. And one day, um, now I had a chain. You know, you know, um, I had a. Uh, in, I was living in a cottage behind the house, a little small little thing. You know, maybe a hundred bucks a month or something. Oh wow! Small little two room mm-hmm. little. Thing. Right in down, like and, right in
2: San Fran, or.
4: In 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 in, uh, in North Beach actually. Okay. In North okay. Beach San Francisco, and so I had one of my lights in in the living room. Was in the main room. It was uh, on a, cha- a pool chain. you know those, those li- little tiny round balls that are connected and connected connected into a chain. Old-fashioned.
3: Pool okay. Chain. So just... anyway,
4: that was the light. It was hanging down from the light on the ceiling, and you pull it, and the, the light... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I. Okay. So I'm. I'm uh, writing. I'm. I'm typing. Typewriter in those days. I'm typing. My cat's on the on the couch, sleeping. And um, I happened to turn around, I was looking around the room, I guess uh, looking for another, I don't know, another page or something. And I happened to pass by, my eye caught the chain, and all of a sudden the chain, whacked, wow, started, so like somebody hit it, but nobody's in the room. And it goes, whack, wow, and it started swinging back and forth, and I go, what wow, the? And I was kind of frightened, frankly. I go and I was, but it just kept doing that. Like it would go whap, and then it would swing until it stopped. And then just as it was stopping, whap! It go. It did it again. And I was, but uh, so I I got curious because nothing else was happening. So I walked up to it, and I was walking around it, and it just kept doing this whap. You're observing it, going, it now
2: at this point, do it. Just do it. I mean, I'm
4: just observing it. And I look over at my cat, and okay. the cat is looking at it. And the cat's hair is—you know how those cats' hair stand up—and yeah. its back is hunched up. Wow. And it's going, <laughs> you know, it's spitting like you know, like yeah. And yeah. I go, okay. hissing and so it's not an hallucination. The cat, the cat seeing. sees it too. This is yeah. I, I kept on saying the cat's seeing it. The cat and the cat is spitting. It's going, <laughs> you know, and hair standing up, and it's like weird it's out and i go holy cow and i'm just watching it and so i start to back away from it and i'm staring at it and i'm thinking is this a hallucination no the cat's seeing it it can't be an hallucination it's real this is real and it just kept on doing it and then i started to get frightened like something is about to happen
2: the next day kennedy was and shot So
4: i thought what
2: well, had kennedy been <laughs> shot already had kennedy died already you said it was the '60s. No,
4: it was. Uh, there was nothing I could relate it to. I mean, oh, oh. anyway, I wasn't thinking about anything but what the fuck is going on, man. I was <laughs> scared, but I was so scared for so long. I mean, this kept on going for a minimum of like four minutes at least. Did it ever did,
2: happen? Uh, you know, did it ever happen and, again know, on another day?
4: Then, no, but it was continuing, and then I, I finally. I got so frightened for so long that I said in my mind to the string, I said, whatever is doing this, make your move or get the fuck out of here because I don't like being this scared. And you're freaking out my cat. (laughs) And I just and I stood there uh, really angry, angry at being frightened, not angry at it. Yeah. But angry and it was making me so frightened that I felt the you know, the, the adrenaline running. And I said, Get the fuck out of there or do something. Wow, you stood For up me. to it. I I mean, it's nothing that I could have planned out. I n I don't know where that came from. Right. I mean it got to something inside of me and it stopped. It just boom and it went. It left shit. you.
2: It left, yeah. It didn't want to mess Whatever with
4: Whatever it was, and the cat. I looked over at the cat to check. His hair went down, and it just, it just, it just. It, it passed. You know, I looked around the room, and then it went back down, and it just sat down.
2: So Holy cow. Cody, you got your answer. There's, yeah. that's a ghost story. That, that's wild.
4: That is. That's that's what they
2: that
1: say. That is to wild. Do. That's what they say. To now, now that stand
4: up to them. I, I talked to a lot of people because of that for 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 days, for months about you know, and I did research on it, and. That is a prototypical poltergeist thing. Huh. That's what poltergeists do.
2: Did, like, and specifically, so what did they say? Like, it comes and goes, or and no, you...
4: no, I just said and what it is, and it, there's there's research on it because there's a lot of people There, the, it.
2: there is, yeah, for they, sure.
4: Well, what they say is it's a remnant of a bad energy vibe. Whoa. That it's either your energy vibe or someone else's, and they say who else was in that room besides you? And it didn't have to be them; it could be kind. Oh! And then I remembered
2: over all of history that
4: there was a crazy girl that was stalking me at the time. Uh, she was about twenty-three. Uh, How old were you at the time? She would hang around. The... What?
2: How old were you at the time?
4: How old was I? Yeah. Um, um, about um, right, about uh, twenty eight, I guess. Okay, or, okay so you're yeah, same Okay, cool. Wow. And and so uh, this this girl that was stalking me, I always saw her at, at, around the committee. She would come in, hang around in the lobby. She would talk to the other actors. She talked to me. She didn't seem dangerous. She just mm-hmm. seemed a little kooky, a, a little crazy. But then I remembered. That when I came home that day, when I came into the house, um, there was a can of, um, uh, uh, of of cat, not cat food, but a, a fish. It was chopped up fish. An actual, somebody had bought a, a raw fish, no. a small fish, and chopped it up for my cat. Because I had a little cat door, mm-hmm. so the cat could go outside. So she put, I, I don't know that it was her, but I... I Someone had put a cut-up fish, but the thing was, there were the bones were still in it, and that's dangerous for right, a cat. You right, got yeah. you know, or any kind of animal. You know, even a dog, you got to bone it. So I took the, the thing in and I picked it up and I said, "Wow, I better check my cat." When I got into the house, the cat was in; he was fine. But I took the cat and I put it on the on the on the sink, and then I went and I did something else. And then I came back and I poured it out, I, I guess I put it into the garbage You know, so my cat couldn't get it. Right. And then somebody said, yeah, has anybody crazy been around you? And I said, well, he has this crazy girl. said, well, then, was she in your house? I said, no. I wouldn't let her near me. And a couple of days later, I when I met her, I, I said, did you feed my cat? And she said, yeah, I, I love your kitty cat. I left some fish for him." I said, okay, that's it. I brought the cat food into the house and then when I spoke to somebody else who had Mentioned this thing about crazy people. I said, She left some cat food and I brought it into the house. He said, Well, as far as poltergeists go, that could have been the energy, the the the, the, the uh, bad vibe energy. There. I mean, so that's how it was written off.
3: So that's.
4: I just bought it and forgot about it. So, so until you asked me about it just now. Oh, wow. Uh, but so I, I let that stand because I didn't want to spend the rest of my life, you know, trying to like, figure out what the hell that was. Right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and, and then when, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the name of uh, uh, that director, Poltergeist, the movie came out, mm-hmm, Poltergeist.
3: Yeah.
4: So I, I, I started to ask around again and again. They, everybody said the same thing. Yeah, that's what poltergeists. That that's the the mo of a poltergeist move. Is things. Remember in the movies, things would move yeah. down the kitchen oh, yeah. floor. Oh yeah, that's the poltergeist That's what poltergeists do. You know, I mean, he the, the movie took it to its you know oh. ultimate conclusion. Oh hell, hell but, yeah, but yeah so. I can't say that I don't believe in poltergeist. I mean, I witnessed it, and my cat saw it, too. That was the kicker. and that's it was a witness.
2: A ni- that, to me, the witness of the cat, really makes it a kind of spooky, good story. Yeah, because you weren't just by yourself.
1: Have, I And it's paired right. with a stalker story, too. Yeah, <laughs> yes, which... Those are two spooky was... things happening to you
4: at once. I have a lot of weirdness. I mean, yeah, I, I have stories upon stories, So. What happened, to,
0: what happened to the stalker?
4: You know it's really funny? Okay, there is a conclusion to that.
2: Please and thank you.
4: Uh, one day, she told me something crazy. I don't know. Uh, something, uh, some exercise or some weirdness. I couldn't make sense of it. But I remembered it because it was so crazy. I just, you know. Uh, and I, I just kept away from her after that incident but maybe many months later or many months before, she had told me something really crazy and I said, okay, you're, you're nuts, I gotta stay away from you. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, and she also dressed very hippie, crazy in those days. You know, yeah. always had some sort of weird, Either like she had slept in whatever she had on for <laughs> 10 or 15 days. Oh, man. That's kind of, or, or, or she had some costume on or something. Okay, <laughs> years later, when uh, I'd say about four or five years later, when I was there, or still around the committee, I, I met her again, and she was a totally different person. She was married and totally normal. Oh. And, and when I asked her about the craziness in the old days, she she wouldn't cop to it. She I don't remember any of that. She just was yeah. not admit to it. Wow. She was, just, you know, she was just very normal, very straight-laced. Yeah.
0: Extremely straight. So oh, she must, you must know, have like. Been like either
4: super ashamed of
2: it or something. Well, therapy, it happened? Yeah, there I you go.
4: Know.
2: Or you just grow out of it, maybe yeah. you know. It's good.
1: It work. what? Everything worked out for her then.
0: Everything, <laughs>
4: everything worked well, out for her. Well, no. I mean, she, she was crazy in a whole other direction. I, yeah. I, in other words, she was as straight lace and prim and proper, and. Uptight as she was crazy.
0: Oh, it was totally it's a terrible, a terrible, way to go. Too, right, right, Totally denying everything that happened, I mean, and then just
3: exactly, exactly. It's such it's a repression. Oh, there's I, I no, don't remember that at
2: all. there's no middle ground with this, with this lady. Yeah. <laughs>
4: right, right. But, uh, but you know, hey, man, show business. Yeah,
2: I don't know. So, she, and she's an actor. Then you're saying that's how you knew her. From
4: no, this no, 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 no. Uh, my, it, you know. Confrontations, because I'm show Oh, right, right, right. Maybe right, I'm right. crazy. I don't
2: know. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're all crazy. I think you yeah, got to well. be a little bit crazy to be in that business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, also, the fact that I'm
4: dyslexic and I had AD and I have ADHD, you know, it doesn't help. Right now, <laughs> no. my my grokking situation <laughs>
2: you know? probably helps so, you. Gives you give you energy, you know. Uh,
4: yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, it does. In some ways. But on that note, we Other should uh, wind down
1: here and, uh, and okay. uh, do some plugs, Larry. Uh, what would you like oh, to Oh, well, listen,
4: I just wrote a book. Oh my I wrote God. a book and it oh, really? came out uh, Monday, uh, last Monday, oh my uh, October 6th. So it's out now. Uh, and it, uh, it, it goes, I think it goes, yeah, uh, October 6. and it's called The Loopholes Dossier. And you know, while I was, you know, doing all this, uh, these sitcoms and all the, these things that you, you know me for, uh, I was making films, but also at night, uh, even while I was in the committee, I would write. I would, I would write fables. I would write uh, stories about uh, people, just funny stuff, satire, because that's where I come from. You know, stand-up comedy, satire. Right. The Second yep. City, satire, you know, committee satire. So uh, what, I've, what I've done is i picked three, because to me, it's all about survival. You know, I mean, even in, in show business and life, it's mm-hmm. how do you survive this situation? How do you survive, whatever? If it's bad situations, life threatening, right. whatever, confrontational things, mm-hmm. survival. So I picked three, uh, three Homo sapiens. I don't, I don't consider, I don't talk about people or. I talk about Homo sapiens. I see. (laughs) Uh, i not even human beings. I don't even. Right. Just the species. I talk about Homo sapiens. The species. I mean, if we can't save the species, there's no sense in people. (laughs) This is the stupidest. I believe that Homo sapiens are the stupidest planet, the stupidest uh, mammals on this planet. Probably the stupid sentient beings on this planet. We have no concept of. I, I give us what, maybe five hundred to a thousand years, and we're gone, man.
2: I mean, you might be right yeah. about that, but I mean, what about? Yeah.
4: What about?
2: What about? Uh, so, I'm trying to think about some foods that we've created. Some of those things make me go. Now we're pretty great. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, yeah.
2: Food.
3: Uh, that's all it, is, okay. that's uh, all it is. Too. That's all it is for but, me.
4: Uh, but so what I did was I took three Homo sapiens and I looked at how how they how they choose to survive. Now, it's not, um, it's not about survival mechanisms, which, which are pretty ingrained in us. And when you get down to the nitty-gritty of your life is in danger, you, you're already prepared for that. In other words, there's stuff in you that is on reserve for life-threatening situations, you know, you know uh, fight or flight,
3: you know, one of
4: those things. I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about, okay, I, I took three, three people. Uh, for our conversation. It's uh, a runaway 15-year-old who's an expert pickpocket. That's one. Then a, uh, an, a, a a politician who is who ran for office, became a president, and then was uh, um, uh, not a president. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, impeached
2: uh, or resigned? or Impeached. Oh, impeached. okay. Wow. Oddly Let's go with resonating this. now. And
4: then... Uh, so, and then I had a resurrection. Oh. And then, so that's one. Right. And then the, the, the second one was a, a homeless, doggerel poet, window washer. <laughs> uh, and, and so each one of those I examined in different forms. And mm-hmm. the uh, uh, runaway pickpocket, who was 15 years old, I followed him through eight fables until he was 45.
3: Oh, my God. So there's
4: eight oh, okay. fables at different stages of his life. And they're like Aesop's fables, but, yeah, right, yeah. but they're about a real a, a real kid uh, named sometimes Jones. He changed his name to sometimes Jones. And, and then the second was a politician, uh, and and you, you see his survival mechanisms in politics. Right, through he the years. his survival mechanism on the streets, of, yeah. on Market Street in San Francisco. Wow. And then the homeless guy is how he invented his his survival mechanisms to, to, to survive on the street for 40 years. And um, I wrote the politicians in dossier form. It's the government's dossier. On this, this particular
2: person. Wow. Okay, cool. But, nice.
4: for, for six years. The six years dossier of this guy. Of this guy. And then the homeless guy, it's his oral uh, um, uh, record. What he had was a little, uh, you know, these hand little microphones you get, these digital microphones. Yeah. He yeah. would he would say things into it, and then he would go home and either would type it up or save right. the, the, the recordings. Oh, my God. And then when he died, uh, he left these these notebooks to me and his girlfriend. <laughs> and his girlfriend gave me a couple of the notebooks oh my and goodness. his recordings, and I put them in the book so it's oh
2: my god so who,
4: uh, it, uh, these are th-
2: that but, second story is based on somebody real kind of
4: well I was homeless for a year and I lived in my car for a year so I know that world pretty well i i sur- I survived that's where I got the idea for the book wow I survived pretty well in other words I was uh, here's the the truth if you are homeless for a year or more and this is documented your mind adapts. Your mind doesn't. Your mind doesn't sit still and just let you go off and do weirdness for a year, right. Surviving on the streets without adapting, right? And making sure mm-hmm. you survive. Or the species survives.
3: And, yeah. I, and so you
4: start to do things that are not success oriented. They're survival oriented. Which to me and is subrosa.
2: Uh... More successful than anything, survival. If you can do that, that's a uh, success in my book.
4: Um, it, yeah, exactly. But it's 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 not conscious. In other words, oh, I see. Here's the way. Uh, here's the way you're you're made up. If you don't change over over a year, right? Lost. Say you're lost in the desert or, or wherever, mm. and you don't know how to, ch- or, you know, you, you don't know where where how to find food or what. It, right. Your mind will start to adapt for you. Sort of an
2: animal consciousness. You don't know
4: you're adapting. Yeah. So when you get back to civilization, you're different, and you think you're the same, and you're not. Wow. So loopholes Dossier. There's a line that you have to... What?
2: Loopholes Dossier is the name of the book.
4: The loopholes Dossier, and it's a satire. It's it's three different styles of satire. Fable, Dossier, Dossier and uh oral history i love that wow. but, i love that Jesus. amazing can, can i get that yeah, on, it's really it's can i get cool. that on
2: amazon uh
4: you can do it you can get it anywhere now all over the world oh, on nice. amazon barnes and noble, noble and an yeah, ebook or a hardcover
2: hell yeah and if they ask you to do the um the audio book i mean will it be i'm gonna do it i was right. gonna say it better be you and if not i guess it better be michael richards
4: <laughs> yeah he's gonna have to audition five times you have to ask him to come in a door and come through the door yeah. Uh, yeah but there's no door it's a voiceover yeah door. Door. still
2: make him do it make him jump through the hoops um,
1: amazing well we'll be putting the link to the book in the description as well as uh, check out, if you want to check out Larry right now, too, on Netflix, El Camino has dropped as we record this
2: right now. That's right. Today, it came out today, yeah. El Camino, the Breaking Bad it's movie. It's a cool
4: movie. I saw it. It's cool, man.
2: Wow. And I can't wait to check that out.
4: Jeff, yeah, by the way, I, just, I can't talk about it until the 11th. I, I, signed, I had to sign an NDA, non-disclosure Well, agreement. here we are on
2: the 11th. Here we are. It's the um, 11th. Okay.
4: But, but um, Aaron Paul,
2: who we all love. He's it
4: amazing. It's really amazing in, in this alchemy.
2: Anyway, okay. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. You're oh, a legend. Yeah. This is great.
4: I can't. I can't believe okay. we heard some Thank great stories, much, really some secrets.
0: Stories. Thank you so much for coming.
4: Uh, you guys are the greatest. Hey, oh my oh, goodness. goodness. Oh, okay, if
0: you, oh my god, I'm going to
4: tweet that. <laughs> okay. Turn <It's on> me. <laughs> cool. Take
0: it easy, guys. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks Take so care. Have a good one.
1: Okay, bye. And Chris, do you have any plugs?
0: Uh, I get, Oh, yeah.
2: Hey, so I, I'm in a video game that just dropped about a month ago. Um, it's called Man of Medan by uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology. Essentially, it's a, they make these video games that are like party video games that are kind of spooky. So in this one, I think the one that they made before Until Dawn was like kind of a—actually, I don't even know where it was, so I will not even guess where that one was. But mm-hmm. this one is like on a ghost ship. We find ourselves the five playable characters uh, trapped on this ghost ship. And essentially oh, okay. the, 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 the goal is to get off alive. Um, and if you, the more people you get in your troop to survive, the better. Um, or you can choose to let a lot of people die and just save yourself um oh, at any rate nice. i'm one of the i think i'm the fourth playable character brad and that was really fun to do like the voice and face capture for that thing anyway it's on uh, xbox and ps4 and i've never and i don't have either of those so <laughs> someone play it and tell me what it's like
0: please we'll have to if, yeah hey if you want to come over and play it sometime
2: let me know, baby. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a, a spooked exclusive. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um <laughs> yeah, just doing some just continuing to do comedy around Toronto. Some really good shows coming up, but I I don't know when this drops, so I don't really know what's rele- what dates uh, are relevant dates. oh
1: where can they follow you? Uh,
2: uh Chris, O H Chris on Twitter and Instagram, mostly Instagram. That's where I tend to put a lot of information about what I'm doing. Yep. And uh yeah, yeah. And we'll be tweeting out
1: all of Chris's stuff. At Spooked Podcast as well. Check the description. You'll see uh,
2: links to follow both Larry and Chris. Oh my God, Larry! Wow, that was wild. What a legend! <laughs> oh man, uh, the actual legend. Great Check time. out his IMDb. He's done everything. He did an episode of Star Trek, and as a huge Star Trek nerd, I was going to ask him about that, but I thought, yeah. you know what? He probably doesn't remember that much <laughs> about it. And uh, yeah, who knows? What a wild man.
3: <laughs> spooked. 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 Spooked.